Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Chosen Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. Speaking of someone I love, find me somebody to love. Find Hi. me Jacqueline Foley. Hey, Jax. How you doing? Doing better now that I plug my headphones in. Hi, Latour Deleu. I'm doing well. Happy to be celebrating the day of the hump with my favorite swirly. Would you say with someone you want to hump? Would you say that? No. Uh, I hate to start off the show on such like a negative, sad note, but I did want to share a story that just like was remind I was reminded of because like humping, like who do I love to hump? Theo. Do daddy. And I've actually been really good with my like Theo grief journey, but like yesterday was like a really hard day for me. And I was on the Peloton and I did a Jen Sherman class. And we were just talking about her. She's the instructor who had that beef with Christopher Nolan. Like so funny. And she's a toaster and I've been wanting to take one of her classes. And for me, like I'm really not partial to different um, instructors. It's just the playlist. Right. No, but sometimes the instructors, like if they're super chatty, no thank you. But if, yeah. the, if the chat is good, I actually, instructors matter. Yeah, of course, of course. But for me, music is primary. Because if there's of a song course. I don't know, it ruins the class. Like I'll leave. Like Yeah. <laughs> So I found this Jen Sherman class that had, you know, John Mayer. It was a low impact ride and I was just like recovering from being sick. I'm like, let me ease into it. John Mayer, Andy Grammer, um, Vanessa Carlton. And this Vanessa Carlton song comes on and I was like hit with a memory. I totally blocked this out. When Ben and I, when Theo was like literally dying, it was like a week, it was Thanksgiving weekend. We had found out the week before and Ben's parents offered to watch Theo for the afternoon. They were like, go do something. So we went to the Jet game. Right. We ended up like being miserable and like not being able to think about anything else and left after five minutes. But on the way there, like in the car ride, it was just like dead silent and we were like miserable looking at each other and Ben wanted to put on the radio and I'm like, please do not put on music. I feel like it's going to make me cry. He's like, no, we'll put on like something good. And so this Vanessa Carlton song came out. I'm like, okay, Vanessa Carlton, harmless, right? It was the song Ordinary Boy. Now, if you listen to the song Ordinary Boy through the lens of someone whose dog is dying, like... You will seriously kill yourself. No, like even just a title. Anything with boy. Just a boy, just an ordinary boy. But he was looking to the sky. And, like, Jackie. So I totally forgot that, like, the song made me cry in the car. And, like, I turned it off. And I haven't listened, like, heard that song since then. And it came out in the Peloton. I'm literally in the gym. Like, it's like a full gym, like, with people in it. Like, sobbing on the bike. Like, so cliche. Like, exercising and crying. But, oh, my God, it just hit me. And then, like, my whole day was ruined. I couldn't stop thinking about the other whole day. Dude, well, it's good to get the grief out. And it's also good when you have days where you're able to push past it. But sometimes you just have to let it wash over you because if you suppress it too much, it'll come out at in weird ways at weird times. No, of course. But, like, I'm also low-key annoyed, like, that that song is ruined for me. That's such a good song. If it makes you feel better, I haven't heard that song in so long. It's giving, like, what's that effect? Mandela effect where... Yeah, where it's just showing up. Keep showing up. But for me, I get That's through, not the Mandela effect, but yes. I get through life without ever hearing that song. I know, but now I'm going to have to actively avoid it. Yeah. At least for the time being. Okay. One day, you'll be able to listen to that song and smile. Well, and I wanted will, to do the class again. And it will remind you of Theo in a positive way. Yeah. You know, and you'll be glad to be reminded of the do. Yeah. So that's what I've been dealing with. How are you? I'm good. Super busy day yesterday, and we ended it with Freaking Fred, which is our monthly Patreon live show. Yeah, everyone's like, Jackson Claude, are you ever going to do a live show? We do now. We do a it. monthly live show. We hadn't done it since last winter, 
due to a lot of things. But now it's back. It's monthly and it's on Patreon. So we went live on YouTube last night. Everybody was live with us in the comments having fun. We do like an hour long show and it's a jolly good show. It's a jolly good show and it's very different from the toast. Like we have different segments, different games. Like it's really fun. It's giving like Watch Robin's Live energy. It's just like chaotic. Yeah. And I loved it. I had so much fun and... You can also, like, you tune in live at 8 p.m., but if you miss it, like, you have to work or something, the link is still live. You can go watch it if you're a Patreon member. Um, So it's just fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, so that took up my evening, and that was really it for me. So no content updates, not, haven't watched anything, haven't read anything. Oh, we watched a little bit more of The O.C., maybe, like, two episodes last night. Now we're at the part where Seth is, like, stuck between Anna and Summer. And it's just unrealistic. Like, he's been in love with Summer his entire life, and Summer finally likes him back, and he's like, mm, maybe I should date Anna now, who's, like, kind of desperate. Like, even though I remember growing up watching the show, hating Anna. She was the villain. She was the villain. Because of her haircut. Like, of course. She, she, what kind of 16-year-old was walking around with a pixie cut? Like, seriously, she was just... She was not for me. Now, watching back, she really is a nice girl. At the end of last night's episode, we finally are introduced to Oliver. And I'm like, I don't even, like, Ben is not ready for the journey he's about to go on with Oliver. No, he's not. One of the worst characters in TV history. He's like the Juliet of Gossip Girl. He's the Juliet of the OC. He's worse. Who do you think was the worst villain in Gossip Girl? Juliet, Georgina. Georgina wasn't bad. But Juliet, Georgina, or... um. Ivy. I think Georgina is the most iconic villain of Gossip Girl. No, who bothered you, like, crawl, make your skin crawl oh, the most? Oh, Georgina didn't make my skin crawl. Oliver doesn't make my skin crawl. He's, like, a great villain. He is. Juliet and Ivy are just, like, weenies of the week. Just trying, yeah. like, trying so hard, so desperate. It's like, uh, uh, Georgina and Oliver are actually, like, exact parallels they're already I don't, in that world. Like, they're not yes. pretending to, like, and they're just, like, disturbed people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true, actually. Great parallel. Yeah. But actually, you know, the creator of Gossip Girl is the creator of the OC, this guy, Josh Schwartz. And there, you can tell, like, when you watch a show back-to-back, like, how the same person made this show. Like, there's a lot of the same formats and structures, but just, like, East Coast and West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, I think they use like a lot of the real places around the OC, like the South Coast Plaza. Like these are real places. Same with Gossip Girl. Like they would go to the Empire Hotel. Like that's a real place. Right. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like it too. It's a great show. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. I want to know Ben's thoughts on Oliver when Oliver does Oliver Tings. When Oliver does the thing that he does. <laughs> the things. Uh. Yeah. But mostly like the one thing. What's the one thing? Pew, pew, pew. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like crazy. <laughs> crazy. That's Marissa, though. Oh, so that's great judge in, of character. That's in my future, and I'm looking forward to it. That's really fun. Why does today feel like a Friday? Riddle me that. I'll tell you why. Because when you're your own boss, every day's a Friday. Yeah, I don't know why. I was just like, oh, you could watch OC this weekend. It's Friday. That's like the vibe I'm getting. But you know what? Why not treat every day like Friday if you can? So funny how like personal the days are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because for me, like I'm having Monday energy today because I have been sick for a whole last week. And today is like the first day I actually feel 100% better. Like I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and take Advil. Like I feel so much better. So I'm like, and I got dressed and I got my hair cut yesterday. So I just feel like I'm getting my personality back, you know, like I'm feeling like myself again. And I like was walking to work with my music in like, yes, poppin' pussy. Like I just... 
it feels like a Monday. Like I'm ready. To, and I woke up extra early, made myself eggs. I'm like, yes, pop off this pussy girl. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. My last two days have been so jam packed, like truly working until 11 p.m. That it feels like that was a whole week. Those two yeah. days. So yeah. now I'm like, Friday, Friday, <laughs> gotta get down on Friday. You know what? I'm just going to like live my life as if today's Friday. Okay, wait, I totally forgot to tell you this because Ben forgot to tell me this. We get in bed last night. He's like, oh my God, I forgot to tell you. I was robbed yesterday. I'm like, excuse me? Now there is this, and I'm, I want to share the story because I need to warn the girlies. There's like a new scam going around and it happened to me like a few months ago. Me and Ben were walking in the West Village at night and this young girl came up to us and me and Ben were together. We were two people. She was one. She was like a young girl. She like wasn't threatening at all. So I, it didn't register at the time that this was like, uh, it was like a scheme that was becoming popular within the schemer community. She was like, you guys, like I lost my license. Like I need to get back. She named like a random, but a town I had heard of like uh, Ronkonkoma. She's like, I need to get back to Ronkonkoma. Like, can you have $20? And I was like, no. Then Ben says he gets in bed yesterday and he's like, I was robbed. And I'm like, excuse me. He's like, I was kind of like emotionally robbed. I'm like, what are you talking about? So Ben's walking to the subway. He's, almost at the subway and he's passing a bank and as he passes a bank this guy and this is like a, a bigger guy just Ben alone comes up to him and like is very very close to him Ben said his chest was like touching his shoulder mm. and was like oh I lost my license I need to get back to Tom's River which is a real city in New Jersey he's like my wife's waiting for me like look you can show I'll show you a picture like I just like I need some money and he like wouldn't let Ben walk and he was like I just need the money and like Ben was cornered and Ben was like kind of freaking out and he was like Ben was like sorry I don't have any cash and the guy was like oh there's an ATM right there like, so it was a very kind of smart scheme. They stop you in front of the bank. And Ben was like, all right, you know what? The bank is actually like full. There are people in there. Like nothing bad can happen to me in there. So Ben was like, you stay here. I'll go to the bank. He went into the bank. He took out $40 and he gave it to this guy and left. And I was like, wait, what? Ben was telling me the story. He was like, honestly, I thought it was the, the best way to get out of the scenario. Like, I don't know what would have happened if I said no. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, happy that you're safe. But I'm like mad on your behalf that you got swindled. Yeah. Yeah, no, he wasn't like, just robbed emotionally. He was also robbed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like manipulated into, it wasn't like there was a gun or a knife yet. But like he was emotionally manipulated into being robbed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, considering like the actual robberies and thefts that go on in the city, like this was light, you know, a light I know, version. And I was just happy that he, he was okay. Like, like people okay. now are riding around on scooters, swiping people's handbags. You have to be so careful. This is a new scheme. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Like if somebody tells you that they're lost and they just need to get home, like they're fine. Right. But how do you get out of that situation? Like, I know I was trying to think, I'm like, okay, so what could we have done better next time for this not to happen? And I said, Ben, like, how do you walk? Cause you, how you walk in the city? Like they're, they're obviously choosing targets. And I'm sure Ben was like on his phone, like, like looking around, like, I walk like a linebacker. Like I've got something to protect. I'm like, I walk fast and hard. Yeah, or you go into the bank. Now that you know this is a scheme, you go into the bank and you like go to a teller and you tell them to call the cops. So that's what I told Ben to do, but he was like, you don't understand, like I had to get to a meeting. Like I had the whole day. Like I'm like, I would have gone to the teller and been like, hi, uh, can you just pretend you're talking to me? There's a man outside trying to rob me. I'm gonna stay in here. They have a button, you know, they have the button under the desk. Like call the cops. Yeah. Or ask them if there's like a side ex exit. I know Ben just wanted to like get out, get clean. And you know what? He did the right thing because he's safe and unharmed and... The only thing he lost was $40, which like just killed me. But it is what it is. Interesting. Well, thank you for that PSA, Turdy. Yeah, if somebody comes up to you in the street, because no, it, it happened to me and the girl looked pretty innocent and I actually felt bad for a second. I was like, wait, if she's really lost and she needs to get back to Ron Conkama, like I can give her $20. But she just looked like there was a little something shady about her. And that's like the new thing. The new scam is like, I'm lost. I need to get back. And they name like an outer borough 
And they're always, and now that I think about it, the girl in the West Village was standing in front of this like bodega with an ATM. They stand in front of an ATM. It's actually pretty smart. I was thought he was going to say, I have Venmo. Oh my God, LOL. But it's like, if you have Venmo, then like, don't you have Apple Pay? A Metro card to get on the train? Yeah. But I yeah. personally, I have Venmo and no Apple Pay. I don't use Apple Pay. That's insane Is to it? me. I mean, okay, so yesterday I got my hair cut. I don't know if I told everyone. Last night I got my hair cut. And before my hair cut, because my hair cut was kind of late, I got myself a manicure. So I didn't want to bring a bag. These are like girly errands. I don't need like a big tote. So I sh shove all my shit in my pockets. I get to the nail place and I don't have my wallet. I'm like, oh, do you guys take Apple Pay? And they're like, yeah. And then I realized, and I like this nail place because they let you tip on the credit card. So I'm like, okay, I'm all set here. I texted my hairstylist. I'm like, do you take Apple Pay? She said, yeah. I'm like, how great is that? I didn't have to go home. That is you need to get Apple Pay. You need to get one card. Especially, I mean, you don't live in New York and like in New York when you get in a taxi, you can pay with Apple Pay and instead of like going through your bag looking for a $5 bill or a credit card to like swipe and sit there like an asshole, like it's really kind of, a, I can't believe you don't no, use Apple Pay. I was just talking about this on the Patreon episode with Olivia about Disney. Which I need to listen to. I'm saving it for my flight tomorrow. Because I was saying how she just like understood the Disney app and like we were paying for merch through the app, like lickety split, she taught me how. And then of course the two stores where I'm buying the merch's store isn't on the app. <laughs> And they're like, do you have Apple Pay? And I'm like, no. And I'm the only fool like with a physical credit card at Disney, like rummaging through my bag, looking for my credit card. You're giving trad wife, like you're giving old school. Turdy, you know how the way to my heart is to say that. You, you have to have one credit card on your phone. I know Ballerina Farm doesn't have Apple Pay, so I don't have Apple Pay. I don't know. She's like extremely tech savvy with her 10 million followers. She you know? is. Okay. Maybe I'll do it. Just then. one. It's also really good in case of an emergency. No, I will. Also, I'm I'm going through something right now where What are you going through? I got a new phone. How thrilling. It took me about a week and a half to find the time to set it up. I It is an hours long journey. I start to set it up. I'm moving everything over and then I move over my cell phone number and they say can't complete call Verizon. Well, you just put in the SIM card. It, it, there's no SIM card. It's like a metaphysical SIM card. Come again? Like, no, I don't have a, a SIM card. Every phone does. You just no, stick it's, an earring. It's, it's a digital SIM. Like, you just have to, like, confirm, confirm on both phones. Which I did. Denied. Okay. Access denied. They said, did you like, try the SIM? To call Verizon. No, I didn't try the SIM. So then I'm, like, between two phones now. I'm still using my old phone because the new phone doesn't have my phone number. I could do everything on my new phone with Wi-Fi, but I don't have right, cell right. service. Now, do me a favor after the toast. Try switching SIM cards and tell me if it works, okay? How do you get your SIM card out of your phone? Uh, safety pin. You just pin it in and then you flip the cards, the old one to the new one and the new one to the old one. Okay, where's Actually, the new one probably card? doesn't have a SIM card. It's on the side of your phone. Like, take your case off. Okay, I'm taking my case off. This, take your high contrast baby I know, and now that, off. like, Charlie's getting older, I don't need this case anymore. It's a beautiful thing. I oh, have, like, great. a really nice Pliny one waiting for me. Do you see, like, the little hole? Yeah. You stick a safety pin in it. I have never done that before in my life. I've never physically changed my SIM card. That's insane. That's literally how you get a new phone. Like, what are you talking about? No, like, it, it like transfers my number. Tradwife, Tradwife, what are you calling Verizon? Me like, hey, I got no, a new phone. I never had to call Verizon. This was the first time that things went awry. And I feel like it's because I waited too long to set up my new phone. No. Because when I order my new phone, I order wife. it for my phone number. Like they know, they just know. <laughs> They know, of course, and that's why, like, the SIM card makes it so easy. Like, you just switch it. I'm just like, I've never, ha I've never done it. I kind of want you to, like, do it right now on the, on the po podcast, like, just so I can prove my point. I mean, if Zach would bring up my new phone, it's been charging. It's and a safety pin. And a sa okay, that's going to be a little harder. Or you could use your earring. 
I don't have one in. It's what I love about these headphones. Try life. <laughs> what I love about these headphones is I don't have to wear earrings. And I actually put on earrings for Disney because I wanted to like, you know, enhance my face and be cute. And like, they're so, I find earrings so painful and like annoying and I'm so aware of them. I can't wait to take them off. That's so funny. I'm like a big earrings girl. I always have been. And I feel like maybe I talked about this on the Patreon. I think I used to wear like big earrings all the time when I was really insecure about my weight because you felt like it would like distract and like dazzle up. And now that I've like, toned back on so much I wear like so much less makeup and I actually don't really wear big earrings anymore also like I invested in one really nice pair of diamond stud earrings and I keep them in 24 7 so yeah. like I never that I used to wear my amazing. diamond studs all the time but now with these headphones and also when I wear headphones and I'm wearing an earring it like digs into me no you need surgery so after, I like. I just decided I'm taking out my earrings for my the sake of my work but when you want to dress up an outfit, I put on an earring and I just hate it. Like, I wish I never got my ears parsed. How about that? Why don't you seal them up? I did. And then I got them parsed again on the breath live. Remember? A live parsing oh, yeah. with Allison Lou. Yeah. So why did you reparse? Because I was wedding? going to a wedding. No, a wedding. Your friend mm -hmm. Margot's wedding. And my outfit really needed earrings. And I was like trying to like re-pierce it. So funny that you bring that up because my friend Margo, whose wedding you went to when you got your ears pierced, like a fun fact about her and her sisters is that they never got their ears pierced. I wish. Excuse me. Excuse me. Parsed. Excuse. Oh my gosh. You're like Sorry. me and Niku. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not for me. Also, my ear piercings are lopsided oh. from where we got our ears parsed back in the day. And then when Allison Lou pierced my ears live on the breath, I asked her to go over my same holes, like to reinforce the lopsidedness. Oh, that was smart of you. Was it? I should have gotten no. you. Duh. Because I didn't really realize till after, like I forgot because I got them pierced so long ago, I forgot that they were lopsided. And then when they were rear pierced, I'm like, oh, they're lopsided. Cool. Thanks. Cool. I'm wearing this enormous jacket. If you're watching on the video, you can probably see, like that makes me look like a linebacker. It's 500 degrees. You really want to be a linebacker today. I mean, I'm literally a sports analyst. Okay, by the way, you sent me this clip and then a lot of other people sent me this clip. Of that um, guy fucking going in on Brock Purdy. So there was a segment on ESPN, I want to say. Yeah. I want to get First everything take. right. First take. Um, The guy who went off is named... Oh, God. Like, not me being a grandma. No, for real. After going in on me and my SIM card. I should have saved it like a big moron. Yeah, and I didn't send it to you because I think you, I listened to it while we were still on the phone. But this sports analyst is going in on Brock Purdy. And like, I don't think anything he said was anti-factual. It. it wasn't anti-facts, but it His was. His name is Ryan Clark and he's an ESPN like talking head. And he basically went on this thing being like, I'm. It's like been the struggle of my life this season to like talk about Brock Purdy in the same sentences as Lamar Jackson, as Josh Allen, as Patrick Mahomes. And he was just going off. So he was basically like in a more harsh way saying what we were saying earlier in the week. And actually listening to his take and then reading the comments made me want to um, take back what I said. Like I actually listening to him say it, I disagreed with it. Oh, listening to him say it, I was like way harsh, Ty, but I feel you like you're not wrong. But, like, what do you want from Brock? Like, Jackie, it's his literal, like, second year in the league, and it's the second time he made it to the NFC Championships. Like, and he's five years old. Like, right. Okay. Give, I, give the man a break. It's not his fault Jimmy Garoppolo got injured. Okay. He but wasn't supposed I to was be playing. I was talking to Zach about this yesterday because I was like, do you agree with this take that, like, Brock isn't good? And Zach said that he is a product 
of the team that he's on. Like the Niners have the best players and a not great quarterback because they invest in really good players and they right. use that money that they're not spending on a quarterback on the rest of the team. On the Kyle Use checks, the George Kittles, the Debo Samuels. Yeah, oh, the because, because Zach was watching his show and, and the guy was talking about Debo Samuels, how Debo Samuels is the X factor of the 49ers. He gave this statistic and I just want to say why I find it like a little problematic, if I may. He okay, said, also Debo Samuels is like, injured and they don't know if he's gonna play right that's what they that's why they were talking about him they said with Debo Samuels they win 70 percent of their games without Debo Samuels they are eight and nine and I just like need if you're gonna give me wow if you're gonna give me a stat no I need percentage and percentage because like what's eight and nine in percent how far off is that from 70 eight and nine so you win one you win eight and you lose nine I feel like that's like 60 40 40 being the wins Right, I just, I need a percentage, percentage. Okay, wait, hold on. So it's 17, if you win eight out of 17 games, what percentage is that? Okay, eight over 17 equals X over 100. So. Eight times 100, 100 divided, by, divided 17. by 17. 47. 47% That's a significant drop. versus 70. Per, okay, so thank you. That would have been really more impactful. That's funny. No, I agree. Like, I think when we're, when we're talking about the Niners, like, as a society, we need to be speaking more about Debo Samuel. Yeah, so Zach was saying that Brock is a function of the team. And so I He's say- He's a byproduct. So I say, why don't they invest in a quarterback? He said, well, one, they're spending the money elsewhere. And two, like they're investing in Brock. Like they think that he could be their franchise quarterback, like in time. I kind of love that. I like it too. And look what he's done. And by the way, Look what he's done in the first two years. It seems to work. Yeah, no, you're right. And so I just want to say, though, kudos to us because everybody keeps making fun of us. Like we know nothing about sports, yada, yada, yada. We had a take- that was then regurgitated. Not that they stole it from us. Like, obviously, he came to this conclusion on his own. That, like, Brock is not at the same caliber, yada, yada. He kind of, like, said what we said in a much more harsh way on a real ESPN show. So the next time you want to say that the toast is in a sports cast, grab a spoon and eat my ass. I just want to say, I didn't know Brock wasn't at the same caliber. I learned that from you. I would have thought, like, Brock on, I was still living in last year where he was Jeremy like Lennon. Last, right, the thing is, last year was a fluke because he wasn't supposed to be playing last year. The real quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, got injured and then it was like, oh, the season's over. But then this kid had his Jeremy Lin moment, made it all the way to the NFC Championships and it was like this fun thing. And I guess you're right. They decided to invest in him instead of going to the draft and getting another, you know, great quarterback and trying to, they, or trade for someone like an Aaron Rodgers they are investing in Brock and it's nice oh except apparently the head coach of the 49ers tried to get Tom Brady to come and play for them well he's the exception of course and he's from the Bay Area yeah no no no. I don't think that's a slight against Brock no no no. but then they'd be Super Bowl slingers yeah but I don't know I just feel like winning a Super Bowl with Tom Brady it's like it doesn't it means less I completely agree <laughs> No, I right? want these guys to prove it for them. Like, and I feel like they right. would feel the same. Like, cause everyone would think they won because of Tom Brady when I think that they could win on their own. I know. I just, I really need like, I feel like Brock is so young and when he messes up, it's not for like lack of skill or lack of talent. It's like nerves and anxiety and like mental stuff. I really, I don't I wonder if Brock has a woman in his life, but I, I actually do think if he doesn't, uh, a good woman would really, um, I think settle his brain a little bit, you know? And a good, I'd like a good toaster woman, I think. Yeah, of course. No, of course. And we have a lot of, you know, really religious Christian toasters. And that's what Brock is definitely looking for. And so I, I can recommend a bunch of girls that I know. Um, but also, like, you know, he lives with roommates. Like, he's, like, young. I feel like he's not in his, like, sort of, like, serious settle down area. He needs area. to settle I think, himself. I think that's what he needs, for real. Like, I think he needs to go on Christian Mingle, like, dead serious. Find, like, a really nice girl who's not in it for the fame, not in it for the money. They can, well, actually, it's probably hard to be a Christian and a football player. Because, like, your games are on Sunday and, like, so is church. 
But I'm sure he has like, you know, a pastor. There's like satellite out. Zoom church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those mega churches, like they have these amazing streams. Yeah, just kind of like freaking Fred. Right, right. Ours is a little more high quality than like, you know, Hillstone. Hillstone. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, similar, similar. And we kind of do the same thing. We like sing and preach. Um, sing and but preach. I do think a woman, singing and preaching, I, preaching and singing. I, I do think Purdy needs a girly. We need a girly for Purdy. <sighs> okay. And he, by the way, he's like extremely handsome. And No, like you'd be lucky to have him. Yeah, he's on his way to getting like a $500 million contract. Like maybe not 500, maybe 300, but like he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. It- I'm so excited for this weekend. Like football is life. I know what Danny Rejos was saying now. Like football is life. Yeah, we're going to have like a big BBQ here. Shapiro was texting. I Fun. think he likes my grill, so we're going to grill here. Okay, wait, also, I saw like, because now I'm on conspiracy theory NFL talk. And, you know, the NFL is, like, really doing everything they can to make sure the Chiefs win this weekend against the Ravens. And I heard that they hired, like, the ref that was assigned to this game is, like, notorious for going really easy on the away team, which is the Chiefs. That's, like, his thing, this guy. Um, Now, I don't know if that's true because, again, I'm new here and I was just reading this conspiracy theory on TikTok. But it'll be interesting because, like, based on records and based on everything, like, the Ravens should win this game. It'll be tight, but they should win. I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs, when they're at their best, they win everything. Yeah, but like their record isn't amazing this year, and they've lost like a, a big, like a good amount of games. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the stories because we do have some like football adjacent stuff, and oh, and we have dear toasters because it's Wednesday. True. So without further ado, do 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 do. Here are the fast five stories that you need to know, and the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website. Engage with your audience, sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place and all on your own terms. So whatever your reasoning might be for starting a website, welcome to the party, it's 2024, like you need a website and it needs to look good, but we don't need to spend so much money on like, you know, agencies and companies when Squarespace exists. With Fluid Engine, which is a next generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best in class website template, customize every design detail and reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any Squarespace site. You can easily sell custom merch and create passive income streams that engage your audience and scale your brand. You can design your products and promotion. You can design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. There are amazing, fabulous assets that Squarespace websites have to offer, like those flexible website templates. You'll get great analytics, blogging tools, flexible payments email campaigns so head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch go to squarespace.com toast to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or a domain again that's squarespace.com toast to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or a domain after you do that free trial at squarespace.com today's episode is also brought to you by seed there's a reason you trust your gut your whole body's health starts here and 61 percent of people experience gastrointestinal discomfort seeds dso1 daily symbiotic is a new standard in probiotics. Its non-fermenting formula is backed by clinical trials and scientific studies and delivers more of what you need where you need it. So it's not just a gut feeling. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits your gut, skin, and heart health. So it's where great health starts in your gut. It promotes healthy regularity and duty quality, supports, uh, provides relief from occasional digestive discomfort, bloating, intermittent constipation. 
Um, it also supports a healthy gut immune function and response to occasional GI and environmental stressors. Everyone is obsessed with their gut. You know, whatever their issues is, a lot of people have like gut-related uh, skin issues, obviously gut-related digestion issues. I feel like gut is like the thing of the moment now. And it's really important to take care of it because there are a lot of health benefits, especially for when it comes to digestion, like making big soft duties. And Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic will help you feel healthy, look healthier on the outside too. It promotes clear, smooth, healthy skin, and it may help smooth the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. It'll help your skin maintain a more youthful look. So it's safe, effective, and science-backed. It's a broad-spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formula with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole body benefits. It's rigorously tested for 14 classes of allergens defined by the EFSA. So listen to your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash toast and use the code 25toast to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic as seed.com slash toast, code 25toast. Thank you, La. You're welcome. Our first story... Trailer news. That's their couple name, right? Travis and Taylor. Trailer like does sound like like a mobile home. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't know if that's. It's like not like the most like romantic I couple heard, name. I've heard Tavis. Tavis, both really not giving romance. Okay, let's think about like Swift and Kelsey, Swelsey, Kift. Not great. It's not great. Taylor and Travis. Anyways, New Heights dropped and... Oh, I meant to watch it this morning. I forgot. Jason and Trav are talking about the big game. What's so crazy is that not only are the biggest stars in the world having a romance on the biggest stage in the world, but that there's also a podcast component where he does a podcast every week and like talks about these things. No, no. He's like, we're getting the tailored love story in first person. In real time. It's really crazy. And honestly, I love it. I think it's so great for the podcasting medium. I think it so legitimizes us. I love that like they blew up and what they decided to do with their, you know, fame and time was start a podcast. Like I love it. No, but it's also wild that he talks about his relationship. Well, of course. And it's wild that like she lets him. And I think it really... I think for a lot of people, it makes them think about her previous relationship and how private it was and how that maybe wasn't her choice. But she's always been really private with relationships, even before Joe. I, I feel like she always was that person, but this one just feels different because he's just like America. Like America feels like they own him. Like they no, and know also him. you can't like put him in a box. You can't tell him to like be coy. like he's not coy. No, but if Travis she told- Kelsey. What's the symbol for equals with a slash between? Does Doesn't not equal, equal Koi. <laughs> Travis Kelsey does not equal Joe Koi. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, they're talking about Bill's Chiefs game. Travis said that Taylor absolutely loved meeting Jason after Kylie told Jason to be on his best behavior. So in a well, new so episode. This was confirmation that those two had never met, which is right. kind of crazy. Jason and Kylie had never met Taylor. I assumed Kylie had it, but I thought maybe Jason had. Right. But no, in a new episode of their podcast, I guess he's been working all season, you know, not traveling, taking stuff seriously. Uh, They reviewed the game where the Chiefs beat the Bills and debriefed Jason's multiple viral moments from the evening. So Jason said, quote, I wanted to take everything off and be out there with the fans. He said he had been wanting to go outside and, quote, take my shirt off and be out there. I feel like taking your shirt off is a Buffalo Bills thing. I wanted to take everything off and be out there with the fans. It is a Buffalo Bills thing. Like, those fans are insane. As for what kind of impression it made on Taylor, who joined Jason and his wife Kelsey in the suite, uh, Jason... uh, 
Travis said that Tay said she absolutely loved you. He said, your best first impression is the worst impression ever. They also, uh, the shirtless antics had been discussed between Jason and Kylie before the game took place. He said, I'm not going to lie. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we get into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, don't you dare. (laughs) But Travis said, once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no fucking stopping him. Jason said she was already telling me to be on my best behavior because we were meeting Taylor. So she's like, do not be on your best behavior. I was like, Kylie, the first day I met you, I was blackout drunk and fell asleep at the bar. (laughs) And then uh, he said, this is part of the charm. This is part of the Jason Kelsey charm. I want to make my best first impression. And then Travis also said that he wanted to see more Kylie content from the game. He said there was not enough cameras on the suite where you can see Kylie. I wanted to see her reaction to all of that so bad. No, it's true. Like I needed like a full 360 camera. Everyone kept moving around. Like that's the thing about a suite. It's like your seat is not really your seat. You get up, you get a drink, you get a snack. Someone takes your seat, you take another one. Like it's low key annoying because even though everyone complains like, oh, they only showed Taylor so many times. Like it wasn't enough. Yeah. And I think Kylie was wanting to be low key. So we didn't get all the reactions. She stayed in the back. But Jason said, I don't think she was happy about it, to be honest with you. But I think for Kylie, that's just a day in the life of Mrs. Kelsey. I agree. Like, I don't think she's actually mad. She married a football player. Like, that's what they do. No, and it's also always the wife. Everyone else, like, thinks the husband's behavior is, like, so funny. La ha ha ha. It's always the wife who's going to be like, oh, my gosh, my husband. You just said a mouthful there, (laughs) sister. That's true. Everyone's like, oh, how charming is he? And the wife is like, can we go home now? I'm going to kill you. No, it's, like, not charming when you do it every single day, you know? Yeah. When it's your reality. It's like a once in a fun time thing. No, it's also like low-key funny. Now we're like pulling the veil back. Like I saw that moment my, and I thought to myself, oh, how funny. He just got like caught up in the moment. You know, so much energy. So proud of his brother. He's in Buffalo. It's like so many high stakes. Taylor's here. Now knowing like he planned on doing it and like it wasn't this sporadic thing. It's like, oh no, I know why Kylie thinks he's annoying. Like, yeah. He thought this out, Loserville. Like, <laughs> not that he thought. I think he's a very genuine person, but it's like, of course, when this ha- sort of thing happens in her life every single day, it's always the wife who's trying to rein in her husband. You know, everyone else can enjoy it. I'm sure Ben does things where it's like everyone's like Ben's so funny, and you're like, can you stop? No, actually, I. Mm, but like Ben is funny, but he's not like the funny one in the relationship. Like if you were to say like. Oh, they would say, like, Claudia, no? No, even, like, Zach, when he, like, tells all his jokes, like, everyone's like, ha, this is so funny. And I'm like, oh, by the can way, you stop? You're a better example because your husband, like, makes so many jokes. Yeah, and for everyone, it's like, it's so fun. Jokes all the time. And but for you've me, heard this joke a thousand times. No, for me, it's like, it's so not fun. Jokes all the time. <laughs> Jackie, there's literally an episode of Friends like that. Yeah. They, they meet this, let me tell you, please. But Monica even for you, it's like Ben's cooking. It's like, how amazing. Like Ben cooks for us and, you're, and we're like, oh my gosh, Ben cooked. And for you, it's like, can you stop cooking? No, it's the most annoying thing on the planet. Only because he doesn't know how to clean. <laughs> like at the cooking, yeah, it's nice to get a meal. Do you know how much work I have to do afterwards? You don't even like the cooking. No, it's fine. It's good. Like Tuna salad, chicken salad. No, but he did make me that Crunchwrap Supreme. Oh, right. And you didn't talk about it on the toast. I didn't. No, because you did so much content like on IG, I'm sure you like you put it to bed, but you didn't even tell me like, was it everything you hoped for? It was really good. Like really good. You need to have him make it. I'm going to. We've been sending like a lot of content back and forth of things that he and I are going to be collabing on. And I'm actually really glad that he did a test run on the Crunchwrap Supreme because he learned a lot. The hard part, really hard part is wrapping it. That looked hard. And it, it wasn't an amazing wrap, but we now know we need like smaller tostadas and the biggest fucking tortilla you could find. Got it. 
So we're going to have to do like a major Publix haul. Bring it up. We're going to be together so soon. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was thinking that you have a dog, which is so crazy because I don't. And I was thinking that when I come to your house, I think I'm going to like kind of pretend Bruno's my dog. I think Bruno should sleep with me and everything like. I, w- I would love that. I know Brew would love that. And I'll, of course, walk him and I'll feed him. Like, I think he should be my dog for, for the time being. That's totally fine. Bruno would love that. He loves anyone who's going to give him extra love and extra scratchies. Yeah, and I haven't, I hadn't, you know, thought about where I was going to stay because, you know, you and Olivia both run a, uh, a good hostel, a good bargain, you know? No. And it, why? It's free for me and I get treated like a queen. Oh, okay, okay. Understood. And there's just so many good options. Now, it's, of course, easier to stay with you because the studio's right there and we podcast together. But, like, okay, I could take the five-minute walk and, you know. Take a golf and, cart. And stay at Liv's. And I'm not going to lie, like, Olivia does have better snacks than you. She does. I'm just going to say that. Um, but then I remembered the Bruno factor. And I think I need to be near a dog. Like, I, I really do. Like, I think living with a dog will bring me, like, immense joy. And I'm going to stay with you for, like, two weeks. So, Which, whatever works for you. Because if not, then Satchel stays with me. Yeah, yeah. Las Nolias. It's, it's overwhelming the amount of like really good options I have. All so. combinations and permutations work for and me. So you. What you if I stayed know? at Olivia and then like took Bruno with me? Is that an option or that's like sure. too crazy? It's like I'll see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Bruno loves adventure. Bruno loves being over there. The kids like Michaela and Levi love Brew. So all good. Okay. Even though Brew and Michaela like do have like ancient beef. Oh, because of the one time that he pushed her down. Like, she, Michaela was, what, one and a half? She was, like, newly walking. And Olivia and her family, like, walked into the house. We were already there. We were so excited. Bruno, we ran to the door to give them all hugs. And Michaela walked in, and Bruno, like, jumped up on her to give her love. But they literally weighed the same amount. Yeah, and he pushed her down. <laughs> <laughs> it was low-key so funny. No, Bruno loves testing, like, new child walkers. Like, really, mm-hmm. how how good is your balance? Not actually. <laughs> I Not never said it was. Um, I don't know how we got so far from the story, but oh, Super Bowl food, of course, always. It all comes back to food. So it went well. The meeting of the in-laws went well. I need to. I'm going to watch this episode. They do this actually pretty smart thing where they release the podcast episode, whatever Wednesdays, Wednesday. whenever it is. Like early in the morning, so you can listen to it on your commute or whatever. But if you want to watch it, they do like a live YouTube premiere. And it's always at like 930, which is a little late. Um, so I had meant to watch it today so I could talk about it. But who has the time? I know. And I'd so much prefer to watch it. Like I need to see Travis's face when he says Tay. I need to see everything. He also and talked I can't about why he, calls he, her Tay. he also talked about why he did this. The heart. Yeah. He what said did he, he say? Like he was pretty vague, but he was like, I was spread in love because I the, the Bills fan had booed tail her. Tail her. Oh, yeah, they had, but... So had, like, he said this action. was about spreading love. No fucking way. Like, that's fearless. Everyone knows that. Of course. No. He and, didn't, like, by the way, there is literal footage of Taylor Swift, at the of, of Travis Kelsey, at the Eras tour, when she sings Fearless, and then she does that little spin thing and puts her hands up, and everybody else does the heart hands. He's literally, like, in the booth with the dad, putting his hands up in heart hands. Like, please. Of course, it's tailored inspired, but he also just made it, like, a bigger message of spreading love. Yeah, always a good message. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next story, still part one of trailer news, which is that 
Taylor had a GNO last night with the Sweet Crew, yep. including Car Delevingne and Brittany Mahomes. They went out for dinner, and I just have to say, best dressed. Brittany Mahomes stepped her pussy up. Brittany Mahomes, best dressed. That hair, the hair, the fit, the bag, the everything. The she looks like like a star. A million bucks. She looks a mil. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, that was my takeaway as well. She stole the show and there's like a paparazzi video of them walking out. We saw all the pictures, but it's always fun to watch the actual walk from the restaurant to the car and then like seeing how the photos end up. And her hair is just bobbing in the wind. I don't know who the fuck did her hair, but it is this magnificent blowout that's just moves in the wind. It was so gorgeous. She stole the show. Who makes the fit? Like we need all the details. I was not expecting that. no. 10 out of 10, 10s across the board. I love Agreed. this outfit for anyone. It's, and for her, I love so much. No notes. I wouldn't change a thing. Not one thing. And I think it's interesting that they came back to New York. I guess they like can't this week, like they won't be like spending a lot of time with the guys because they're obviously like in major training mode. And the game is in Baltimore. So I guess it kind of makes sense that they would stay in New York. Patrick and Travis definitely went back to Kansas City. Yeah. And they didn't go with them. Yeah. So, no, that's nice that, like, Taylor's looking after Brittany. I wonder if she stay if they're all staying together. They're definitely not. Maybe she lent that Tribeca apartment that Sophie Turner was using to Brittany and the kids. Right. Oh, Brittany has multiple kids? Two. Two. How nice. Yeah. The more I learn about Brittany Mahomes, she's, like, this weirdly polarizing figure. The more I learn, the more I like. I'm sorry. No, I like her. She and she's really like a regular girl. And that's why I think this outfit was so jarring for so many people because she really always dresses like a like a, a really cute girl that you knew in college. Like yeah. she dresses really young and fresh, not ever like super trendy. Not like celebrity stylist. She just dresses like a cool girl who shops at Aritzia. It's like kind of relatable, even though her husband makes five hundred million dollars. Yeah. And this was like a she got a stylist. And you know what? Like her life has changed. She's allowed. And honestly, I respect like getting a glam squad, like a different, like a, a an elite glam squad. I'm sure she got the hookup from Taylor. She's never been paparazzi like this in her life. She needed new clothes. She went to Bergdorf's. It's a lot like I'm okay with it. No, and and she's still the everyday girl. Cause this is what yeah. the everyday girl would do if in this situation. She got paparazzi enough times, like in her usual wear, and she's like, you know what? I'm treating myself. And it's Britney's turn now. Yeah, no, I mean, she was in those paparazzi photos with, like, Gigi Hadid, Selena Gomez. Like, sorry, you need a stylist at some point. Like, and she didn't look okay. No, but she didn't. No, no, but it's okay to ask for help. No, and, and it's like, no, I never saw those pictures. So I was like, and I thought Britney needed help. I actually Me neither. thought she held her own, especially because all those girls, especially Taylor. I don't think Taylor has a stylist. They dress, they wear, like, they're, it's Taylor not like Taylor does have a stylist. Oh. Yeah, and it's. I feel like, why do you know that? Liz Height is always posting like... Oh, that she does have a stylist? Yeah, it's this guy. And I think you really... I, I don't like to blame stylists because stylists work off of a person's aesthetic. And like, you know, no one's really going to get into, into something they don't like. Their own personal style is always infused with the stylist work. And it's like the one thing about Taylor's like recent renaissance and like shot, shot to, you know, this level of stardom I don't think she ever dreamed of that hasn't changed. And it really needs to. Like her... Her style is like the one thing about her entire brand that's not perfect. Everything else is perfect. The music is perfect. That's why I thought she didn't have a stylist. And I, I, she does. I actually thought it was like, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, that like she doesn't think so hard about those things. No, she has a stylist. I'm going to tell you his name. Because I was going to say that group, even though they're like the biggest stars in the world, Blake Lively notoriously does not have a stylist. 
Yeah, but well, you know what Blake Lively has? A sense of style. Right. A Selena Gomez probably has a stylist, but I wouldn't say she's incredibly stylish. So it's like Britney was was totally meshing with the group and then she just decided like I'm going to be the number one girl in this group. Taylor's stylist is named Joseph Castle Falconer and he posts like every picture of Taylor, everything, his entire work. Oh, I need to go look. He has other clients too, like this girl. I don't know her, but every other, literally every single photo is Taylor Swift and that's it. Joseph Castle yeah, but he did do the Eras Tour costumes because he seems to be posting those like as if they're his own work. And the Eras Tour outfits were amazing. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, so this, I'm glad I looked this up. So she has a stylist when she does like big red carpet events, clearly. Yes. Duh. Does she have a stylist when she goes out to dinner? That's what I thought she doesn't have a stylist for. That's actually a very good distinction because none of the photos are like her street style photos. Um, her street style seems to be chosen by her. But by the way, he has photos with Taylor, you know, I'm down in 2021. So he really is like a lifelong partner of hers and she's never had exceptional style. Really. I think there, there are minute slays here and there, but there's nothing that comes to mind. That's like jaw dropping. Yeah. I like, there's the, no reason. I liked her most recent golden globes. That's like one loved, of my favorites. Yeah. Loved. Yeah. Here he is in 2020. Like, I think this is her OG stylist and I, I kind of love that she like sticks with the, the person who she likes her style yeah but it, it should be and it could be better but she's happy with it I, I really respect that like not everyone has to be like walking the catwalk high fashion at all times and that's why I like that it seems as though and I'm going to continue to choose to believe that like for dinners and street style she picks out her own clothes I think that would be commendable too but I don't think that it's but then like, why doesn't he crazy. post pictures of her in the streets I don't know. I don't know. But I think someone helps her get ready. Because even the outfits like that I don't love when she goes out to dinner and stuff, they're still like styled. Like a normal person can put on clothes and like look cute. But they can't really style an outfit to perfection in terms of like jewelry and everything. Like yeah, top to bottom. Yeah. But back to Brittany. She slayed the house down. Slayed the house down. That's the headline here. They went out to dinner. Brittany slayed. Yep. Our next story. And they went to Nobu. Oh, is that where they went? I was. Which one? Downtown. Cool. Our next story. Ryan Gosling calls out the Oscars over Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie Barbie snubs, saying there's no Ken without Barbie. So as we reported yesterday, Ryan Gosling was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his work on Barbie, and Greta Gerwig was not nominated as Best Director, and Margot Robbie was not nominated as Best Actress. Yeah. So he said, he put out a statement thanking for the nomination. It's an honor to be nominated, but he said, there is no Ken without Barbie, and there is no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two people most responsible for this history-making, globally celebrated film. No recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent, grit, and genius. He explained to say that he's disappointed that they're not nominated in their respective categories. He said that would be an understatement. Against all odds and nothing but a couple soulless, scantily clad, and thankfully crotchless dolls, they made us laugh, they broke our hearts, they pushed the culture, and they made history. Their work should be recognized along with their other deserving nominees. I just want to say, before we get into the statement, like, against all odds and with nothing but a couple hundred million dollars. Million dollars, yeah. <clears throat> just, like, let's just clear that up. Simu Liu also tweeted, like, everyone's being an you know, ally. Um, I saw a tweet that I actually thought was really poignant because Barbie was nominated for Best Picture. 
And this tweet says, you know, Barbie getting a nomination for Best Picture but not Best Director is weird because, like, no one walked away from that movie thinking that was the best movie of the year. But everyone walked away thinking that was so fun they should let women direct big budget movies more often. So it's, like, actually making the case, like, why would Barbie – and sorry, that tweet is from Show Me the Yams. Why would Barbie really ever be Best Picture? Like, it's not – Oh, it wasn't thought provoking. Oh, actually, I agree with oh the God. second half of the tweet in the sense that everyone thought like women should get more big director. But I don't agree with the first part of the tweet. I feel like a lot of people walked away from that movie being like that was the best movie ever. Like, n- not yeah, you and not, not Ben. Yeah, yeah, not but Ben. People like it changed them. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's not get into it because let's want to not get into it people. and just. The other thought that I had, I saw someone like commented this under Ryan's statement. They were like, okay, so who in the best actress category shouldn't be nominated then? Right. And so a lot of people saying this is like a snub to women. It wasn't like, you know, Margot Robbie didn't get nominated and a man did instead. It's a women's category. There are still two separate issues. Like Margot Robbie not being nominated for best actress isn't a snub for women because another woman got that nomination. So if Margot Robbie should have been nominated, then who shouldn't have been? Right. Who would you take the nomination away from who didn't deserve it? Right, because her movie wasn't about, like, Barbie feminism. Not even that. Like, which of those actresses wasn't good enough and Margot Robbie was better than them? Like, name names. Yeah, name names. we can't all be nominated. It's true. Also, like, no one from Killers of the Flower Moon is putting a statement out like this about Leo. Right, right, right. But there's like such like long winded beef between Leo and because you know what's so funny to me is I forget, you know, on TikTok they do this thing where they'll cut up a movie and post it in 50 parts, three minutes each, and you'll watch a whole movie on TikTok. And I guess the recent movie that went viral was What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Classic. Which, if you don't know, is this old, old movie with Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's about this really poor family who lives with their mom. It's like a bunch of siblings. The mom is like 600 pounds and all the kids just pretty much spend their days trying to take care of her. And the eldest son, who's played by Leonardo DiCaprio, has autism. And he's like always getting himself in these situations and they don't really know how to like handle him. It's like, uh, it's an amazing movie. And Leonardo DiCaprio pays this like autistic teenager. And I I was watching this clip of him at the dinner table and the Leonardo's character starts to like have a breakdown and it was the most really like amazing acting I've ever seen in my life I was like wow he didn't even win an Oscar for that no what's crazy is he's only won one Oscar and it was probably from his most forgettable movie it was The Revenant when he has been in so I mean Titanic Titanic Wolf of Wall Street Django shall we count catch me if you can oh yeah um Aviator really like blockbuster hits that like people will watch for years and years. Inception. It's my favorite movie. Shutter Island. Inception is my favorite movie to reference that I've never seen. Same. Shutter. No, your favorite one is um, Sliding Doors. Yes. So much so that I thought you saw it. So I watched it. No, no. He doesn't deserve an Oscar for this, but lest we not forget Great Gatsby. He does not deserve an Oscar for that. I agree. Gangs of New York. OJ. No, really. Like, if you've never seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I think it's Leonardo DiCaprio's best work. Yeah. And it's just, like, weirdly star-studded with Johnny Depp. He's so young and so hot. Like, you never saw someone so hot as, like, 20-year-old Johnny Depp in this movie. It's actually a really sad movie. Like, be prepared. Yeah, so you're right. There is some sort of beef between Leo and the Oscars. Right, which is why no one's, like, releasing a statement. And also, he's a man, so, like, who cares? Right, right, right. No, no, no. Nobody cares. Um... 
But Ryan Gosling, I feel like he ha- kind of had to do. Yeah, of course. Like that. Like I'm sure he wanted to as also. Yeah, everyone's like, it's literally the plot of the movie coming true. But it's like, it's really not because seven other extremely talented women were nominated. And like you making it about Margot Robbie like does take it away, the accomplishment from those women. So like. And it was nominated, if it was set up for Best Picture, like that would be crazy. It is kind of crazy she wasn't nominated for Best Director. I agree, by the way, because Greta Gerwig is an amazing director. And I think she directed the movie to perfection. She also like then directed all the affiliate like music videos and it all had this yeah. like, really cohesive look. I agree. I think Greta Gerwig was snubbed more than Margot Robbie. Yes. Um, I agree. Best picture. It's like, you know. Yeah. It's not like a full snubbing. It's no. still one of the most nominated. But I don't know what it is about the Barbie movie. Like it is a polarized, like the way the Oscars can't release their nominations without it becoming about the Barbie movie. Like people, the Barbie movie stands need to shut the fuck up. They're pissing me off and they're being insanely dramatic. Oh, and I said this on the Patreon last night and I actually thought it was like one of my best points yet. And I'd like to repeat it if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Because I saw this trending TikTok sound that was like a mix of different audios, but it was basically the music instrumentally from the Billie Eilish Barbie song. So it's like, when did it end? And then they start playing America Ferreira's like millennial woman feminist monologue that everybody loved from the movie. And then they start mixing it with Joe Coy's joke about a plastic Barbie doll with boobies. And everybody's making these videos about how hard it is to be a woman. And they're like doing their makeup and like crying. And I just really can't get over the way like women have reacted to a joke. And the joke was bad and it was offensive. Like I agreed, like it was a bad joke. That was my first thought. You're not going to hear me defending this joke. But like our reaction to it, and I'm sorry, not our, because I would never, your reaction to it like really makes you look so weak. And you're like mad at this joke that is like making women look weak. And then your reaction is making you look like the biggest fucking loser. Like it's like almost justifying the joke. Like stop. Like you don't, if you want people to respect women, like stop acting like that. Yeah, no. And to be honest, and that's not even like my usual reflex. When I heard that joke, that was like the first thing I said, it's yikes yikes misogynistic like the movie is so much more than that like that's really you can write any joke about the biggest movie and that's the joke you write like no yeah but we're like okay it's two weeks later let's move on and like we're still we're making trending sounds and like crying and like taking off our makeup and like this is me it's just it's so losery Mm -hmm. and it's such a bad way to respond to like to a joke that Everyone agreed. Like, Joe Coy got punished. Like, Joe Coy will never work in this town again. I saw Joe Coy, like, doing an interview. It was so awkward. I wanted to die for him. Like, he has been handled. The world handled him. And so our reaction is now to, like, just stay down. I'm like, look, I want to make Stay down. Like, stop. Stop. I can't with some of these bitches. Send me one of those next time you see it. No. I just need to see it. Okay. Our next story. Are you ready for it? Mm Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry stepped out last night. They made a surprise red carpet appearance in Jamaica. Wait, I didn't see it. I feel like every time they leave the house, I see it. Right. They went to the Bob Marley movie premiere in Jamaica. So there's a new movie about Bob Marley called Bob Marley One Love. And they walk the red carpet hand in hand with Megan in a black ensemble while Harry went for a suit without a tie. She looked amazing. I'm looking. Hold on. And. Oh my gosh, she looks gorgeous. Yeah. Truly, truly. Uh, The movie celebrates the life and music of an icon who's inspired generations through his message of love and unity. Also, Meghan and Prince Harry posed with the CEO of Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon at the premiere. Oh, they got a big deal coming through. 
It was giving like that Lion King premiere where they're talking to Bob Iger. Yep. I feel like the deal, you know, Disney, I think, ran its course, Spotify and Netflix, and now they're taking their talents to Paramount. Like, I, it felt exactly like that. Because really, otherwise, like, what are they doing at a movie premiere across the hemisphere yeah. when there's movie premieres in their backyard every day? No, it's true. There's definitely, like, some big par- partnership yeah. going on. Yeah. Or or Megan is, like, really close with, you know, some of the Marley family relatives. Like, Maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. No, I if it's think not she, business related. Like maybe I she think, was there to support her friends. I think they've brought attention to this movie that I previously hadn't heard of. Okay. And in exchange for some goodwill on that deal coming through with Paramount Plus. So I'm glad you brought this up because I actually want to talk about this movie because I've seen okay. like five commercials for it. And at first I was like, oh, they're making like a Rocket Man type of movie. It's like the same exact remember they copy and pasted Rocket Man to Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. And now they're doing it for Bob Marley. I'm like, oh, this will be good. I saw this commercial. I swear to God, it was giving parody. Like, it looks so fake. I, I can't explain why. Like, community theater vibes. Like, I was Wait, like, let me look really quick. I was so confused. Like, the accent was almost like patronizing and like cliche. Tell me if you have the same reaction while watching the theater. Are you getting the gist? I'm getting the gist. Yeah, it does look like that same sort of um, template, looks, but you could like tell a made that, for TV. It kind of looks like a lifetime biopic. Like, yeah, you could tell the scale of a movie like this by like how big of a crowd they can get for like those theater scenes. Like, yeah, um, you only see like maybe like a hundred people in the crowd. It's meant to be like a bigger arena, but like when they did Wembley Stadium for Bohemian Rhapsody, right. like they were able to get the, to match the scale of it. There's not a lot of scale here, I would say. Yeah, no, the movie looks like oddly low budget. And so I, I was kind of just like chalking it up to being a TV movie, but knowing that it's like Paramount and that Megan and Harry went to support, it's obviously like this big budget film. And I just thought based on the trailer, I was like, what is this? It looked like crap. <laughs> no, I was like, honestly, Bob Marley's rolling over in his grave. Give him the, El- the Elton John treatment. Like he deserves a better movie than this. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be in the theaters or just... No, it's like literally, it's a movie that feels like a real movie. No, I think it's like in the theaters. It's a real movie. Well, real movies go on to streamers these days. Do they? Maestro, but we decided that's not a real movie. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I just thought that was interesting that they were out and about and that's where they were. And I just feel like we'll be seeing them on Paramount Plus soon. That's what I think. I agree. Are you ready for our next story? A little Jonas family drama. Oh, no. Uh, oh, Priyanka Chopra posted and quickly deleted a picture from a double date with Joe Jonas and his new flame stormy brain. What picture? Priyanka posted and then quickly deleted a photo from what appeared to be a double date with her brother-in-law Joe and his new flame Stormy Brie. The snapshot, which quickly appeared on her Instagram story on Monday, showed four hands clinking champagne flutes at a restaurant. One hand in the picture had the same tattoo that the model has on her right hand, which was enough to convince fans that Nick and Priyanka were spending time with the rumored couple. Like, these four hanging out is, like, not shocking. No, sorry. 
Wait, I want to restart my sentence. <clears throat> Reset. Er, er. Joe having like a new girlfriend, like we know it's not like a big secret. It's not a big deal. For me, the most shocking part of this story is that like Nick and Joe are hanging out in their private time, like with their girlies. Like I am like a conspiracy theorist and I feel like these two hate each other. Right. So my biggest takeaway from this story is like, oh no, they're actually on a double date. Like you wouldn't do that with someone you like are dying to get away from. Oh, no, I feel like they just have, like, classic sibling, especially when it comes to the business, like, just, like, sibling rivalry stuff. But it makes me feel like maybe there was, I feel like if Priyanka loves Sophie, like, she wouldn't be, like, so yeah. quick with it. It's Honestly, I was thinking about that, too. It's actually a really tough spot for Priyanka to be in because I think she did love Sophie. And I think they're good friends. But, like, at the end of the day, like, Nick is her family. No, and she, family, she's not going to be. She's got to move on with them. Like, she's got to stay with them. Like, yeah. that's family. And you can stay in touch, of course, but you're not going to be best friends. I know, but, like, Sophie is also family still. Like, that's her daughter's auntie. It's well, true. And. Are you well, still an aunt? I think so. Okay. And she is the mother of Priyanka's nieces. Right, yeah. That one, they're still Priyanka's nieces because Joe is still her brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, the, wait, other actually, one, the other yeah, yeah, one yeah. is a little more tenuous. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still the mother of Priyanka's nieces. So she, she's still family. Yeah. Like, I think if Priyanka, like, wanted to hang out with Sophie still, like, that it would, would be fine. It'd be okay, and I think it would be kind of nice. Me too. And she could and still I, get the kids together. And by the way, I've never been like divorced, but I do think for a lot of people who marry into like big families and everyone's married, part like you stay, and if you love that family, it, it keeps you married for longer. Like you don't want to leave the family and yeah. the in-laws. The Jay sisters. Exactly. It, it makes the whole marriage more fun. Yeah. A lot of people write into Dear Toasters that like they miss their in-laws. in-laws. Yeah. So I think it's not so quick to remove it, but the fact that she would post this, Maybe she just thought she was posting like a cute picture and was looking for content. And like didn't want to make herself the center of like something when it was just not. Yeah, like she thing. didn't even realize what she was doing. I could see that for Pre because she doesn't seem like so zeroed in on social media. Like what does everything mean all the time? Yeah, no, she's like an older woman with kids and a life. Like Yeah, and she just like posts and doesn't think too much about it. So I don't think this like means that much like she's anti-Sophie or that like Yeah, we don't need to read into this. Joe or Super serious. I think she just made a guffaw. So funny, actually. Like, ever since Stormy Breeze, what's her name? Bree. Stormy Bree came into my life. Now, on my TikTok, I guess, like, a lot of people went searching for her ex, Lucky Blue, and now Lucky Blue's with this new girl. The new, Lucky Blue's, like, new wife. They make a lot of content together. She's all over my TikTok now. She basically is in her kitchen in full glam, like looking so gorgeous, making the most delicious food you've ever seen in your life. Homestead style. She makes her own bread. She makes her own <laughs> peanut yes. butter and she makes her own jelly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. 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 She's homesteader. Love. We love a trad wife. Yeah. Yeah. And she's pregnant, right? Yes. It's giving ballerina farm. Yup. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is it the final story that's brought to you by the farmer's dog? Yes. This new year, the easiest healthy habit to start is one for your dog. So meet the farmer's dog. It makes feeding real healthy dog food easy and convenient and your dog will absolutely love it. It's smart, healthy pet food that you can feel good about feeding your pup and that's why it's time to quit kibble, kick the cans, and start fresh. 
The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food right to your door. It's developed by vets, it's nutritionally balanced, and it's made from real meat and veggies to the safety standards of human food. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's just real healthy food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are highly processed. They can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to, and they are extremely difficult to portion accurately. So the Farmer's Dog isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. Makes it easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to two and a half years longer than overweight dogs. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin to fresher breath, even digestion and smaller, better poops. So it doesn't matter if your dog is old or young, it's always the right time to begin investing in their health. And that means more happy, healthy, and full years together. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Plus, you'll get free shipping, but only when you go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get that 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Thank you. Uh, uh. Our fifth and final story, Kathy Hilton and her husband Rick have a once a week date at the Cheesecake Factory. I thought you were going to say divorce. Oh no, that wouldn't be a fifth story. You know it's going to be like some tabloid nonsense. Yeah. Kathy and Rick's go-to date spot is surprisingly low key. She told Page Six that we go to the Cheesecake Factory once a week. He really likes the chicken fettuccine Alfredo and then also the one that you dip with the sauce. She said all their food is good food and she likes to order the meatloaf. She said, where else can you get a Ew. meatloaf? Okay, order the worst thing on the menu. Go off queen. She loves their meatloaf. They go there once a week for the meatloaf. She said she doesn't indulge in any of their famed cheesecakes and but she does Same. enjoy their dessert offerings. Okay, by the way, when she said we like those little things that you dip, she's definitely talking about those avocado wraps, you know, that everybody loves. Oh, is that it? For sure. What else would it be? I'm going to need to, I haven't been to a Cheesecake Factory in so long. Okay, I don't even you know, know what I like. The one by your house is the I'm best. looking if there's one by my house. And it's so kid friendly. Like you, I could not say one bad thing about the Cheesecake Factory. Like they have crayons, high chairs, like sippy cups. It's so kid friendly. I think I have to go. Take the family. You know who loves Cheesecake Factory? Our brother-in-law, Zach Shapiro. He'll go with you anytime. Zach Shapiro just texted us. You didn't check your phone, or did you? No. Something really funny. He said, Taylor Swift just met Jason Kelsey last weekend. That feels fishy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Totally agree. No, I love Shapiro. Like us getting into sports is the best thing to ever happen to Shapiro. Like him and I are always sending each other now like sports stuff. Like no, but also like Taylor Swift getting into football like is also the best thing to happen to you for Shapiro. He's in your sphere and you're in his. I but also I saw I'm dying. I saw a headline that actually Taylor Swift like being in the football world has brought a lot of fathers and daughters together. I saw that too because they now like want to watch the game with their dad that their dads are watching and they like talk about it. It's that is really cute and really beautiful. So sweet. Wait, back to Cheesecake Factory. Um, I couldn't really say anything negative about Cheesecake Factory, even if I wanted to. I think it's the most beautiful. It's You see, think Disney's the most magical place on earth? Go to the Cheesecake Factory. Like, you're going to love it. The food is never, never I've not bad. I've been in my life, but just not, not in good. a long time. No, I know. I just feel like we had this conversation about the girl who was mad about the guy who was going to take her on a date to the Cheesecake Factory, remember? Yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about? Sort of. She went viral. She went viral for saying oh, like right, this guy. Right, Like that's was not taking, a date place. Right, was taking her on a first date to the Cheesecake Factory and she's like, absolutely not. And it sparked this debate online. Like, is the Cheesecake Factory unacceptable? What's not acceptable? Yeah. Full bar, romantic lighting, you know, Mediterranean style decor, delicious food, a skinny delicious menu, amazing staff, like delicious dessert. Even though I never partake in dessert ever because I don't like cheesecake. You don't like cheesecake. That is not surprising. Even though they have like a regular dessert menu too, like a brownie. But the thing with the no, but if it's, a, if it's a sex, 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 if it's a successful restaurant, like you should be full. And you want right, no. dessert. The food is so nourishing and delicious. Like by the time I'm done, I don't need more. For I'm sure. Perfect. I don't always order dessert, but like I, I do need a little something sweet after my meal. Even if it's just a sucker from my bag, like I need to cap it off. Yeah. So me and my friends, like from high school, we try to do dinner like once a month and we always go to the same restaurant and they, for dessert, obviously offer like berries and fruit, but it comes with cream, like whipped cream. And let me tell you, it's the perfect aperitif mm-hmm. or a yeah, sometimes before, like the dessert but. from, I don't need a cake. I don't need like a whole dessert plate, but like I need a, a Werther's. But sometimes I do I need, need a, a Hershey's whole kiss. Sometimes I do need a whole cake and places like the Cheesecake Factory, I just will never forget. You know, BJ's Brewhouse? I feel like it's a really underrated, or was it Yardhouse? No, it was BJ's Brewhouse. It's kind of like a smaller chain, similar to like uh, Applebee's kind of, but a little bit more refined. They have this dessert. It's like a cookie in a pan, you know, with an ice oh, cream on top. Skillet. Mm. 10 out of 10 so good that I need every time I'm also new to Yard House Yard House is not huge in New York but I discovered it when I was on tour for a lot of people it's like their Cheesecake Factory I do think it's kind of better um just because Cheesecake Factory is like such a big company like they have a little bit quality control issue just yeah the things get lost the details Yard House I think is like still at the level where like they're maintaining some sort of quality control and Ben and I went after my ski lesson right and you order on iPads, and let me tell you, and we happened to be there at 5 o'clock, so it was happy hour. Our food came in 30 seconds. We had, like, two drinks, two appetizers, and two entrees for actually $25. Like, it was really – and they're known for their beer. They do these, like, yard Was it actually beers. $25? Yes. Maybe oh. 30 Because everything – the appetizers and drinks were all half off for happy hour. Oh, oh, oh. So we literally ended up only paying for our entrees. It was just – like, Yard House doesn't get enough love. No glove, no love. Well, that's what we're here to do. And we're also here to do Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment. Wait, we're done with the stories? Yeah, yeah, all done. Time to move on. Our weekly advice segment where you can write into us two people who you look up to, and we could literally give you advice on what's going on in your life. So you can submit at deartoasters at gmail.com. That's the email account, deartoasters at gmail.com. We'll keep your shit anonymous. Don't worry. And you can write in about anything from work stuff to relationship stuff to finance stuff. We actually recently had a lot of finance ones. I guess it's Q1. People are trying to get organized for the year. So... Here are our submissions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hi, ladies. Here's the thing. My boyfriend is 36, and he's been getting Botox in his forehead for several years. Is it just me, or does this seem a little self-involved for a guy? The men in my family couldn't be further from the Botox type, so it is a little strange to me that my boyfriend gets shot up more than I do. He also tries to hide it from me, along with a lot of other things he has hidden from me over the years. Thoughts? Well, we can get into the Botox thing, but I just want to say, based on your inquiry, I feel like you don't trust your boyfriend. Like, what yeah. else is he hiding from you? And the lying is weird, by the way. Yeah, lying is always weird. Yep, because Botox is not, like, the biggest thing in the world. Your face relatively looks the same. Oh, yeah, but it is, like, a little self-indulge for a man to do. Not no, like it's a- giving Tom Sandoval. Yeah, that's exactly what it's giving. 
Like shaving your forehead, taking more time to get ready than your girlfriend. Like there are metrosexual men who are very concerned with their appearance. It doesn't bother me. I don't know if I would find it attractive, but that's like a personal thing. Right. But there seems to be like an underlying issue here with this dude that like he hides stuff from you. Yeah. But I I could see getting yick from a man getting Botox. No, for sure. Especially like, at 36 <clears throat> where it's like those lines are like, that's a, a good age. You know, maybe later in life I could... It would be more understandable, but like a 36 year old man getting Botox, like, is it? Yeah. And it's so different because, like, honestly, we live in a world where, like, the older a man gets, if he's like good looking, like, he just gets more and more good looking. Like, I really believe that. So, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you've been given a gift. And honestly, this makes me, my red flag here is not that he gets Botox, it's that he obviously has very poor judgment. Like, you've been given a gift and you're taking a dump on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But honestly, break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm bored. Okay, next up. I actually really like this one. Another A little finance. Hey, sisters. I'm having a major SOS. I got married a little over a year ago, and I've started to realize that my husband's mother watches over every financial move we make. My husband's family is pretty well off, and I'm the luckiest of the lucky to say that I get to be a stay-at-home mom because of that. But my mother-in-law apparently has all of our financial information at hand. I'm really starting to have an issue with the lack of, shall I say, privacy. We can barely buy new furniture or a weekend trip without myself or my husband getting a text or call asking what we bought. I know I should be grateful for the money, that we have, but am I wrong for feeling weird about the fact that she knows everything about my life financially? You're not wrong for like feeling weird. That's a, a tough spot to be in, but like money comes with strings. This is the price you pay. This so is the price you pay. Would you rather have complete privacy and no furniture or a lack of privacy and gorgeous furniture? Yeah, and it's not like she, they, she's stopping you from buying these things. She just like wants full transparency and like- And she wants to give you a pit. And, and because she wants you to know that she's watching. Money, like that's what it means. Yeah, people There's are no funny such about money. thing as a free lunch. No, and also like marrying into a wealthy family like could go many different ways. This isn't the worst one. Like they're generous, but they're cautious. No, it doesn't even sound like cautious. She's just curious. Yeah, she's like annoying about it, but you still are getting. You that still free are furniture. getting the things that you want, and you're living the life that you want, and you're a stay-at-home mom. So like, that's what it means. I think maybe work on like you can't control her. So maybe control how you are going to react to it. Yeah. Just like try not to let it bother you. Yeah, if you just like accept it and may, and and be like, this is how it's going to be. Does it change what you buy? Like, is she putting like limitations on what you can buy or you just have to like run them by Just her? You have to justify it. Yeah, but like, okay, that's your job, you know? Yeah, You're and I think it's it's really like the price of gold. Like, Yeah, that's your job. That's how you earn the money. Yeah, that's the job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you feel uncomfortable, but you know what? How's that new couch? You loving it? Yeah. Just take the, the call the, from your new couch. There's no such thing as a free couch. So in terms of what you'd have to be giving up for that couch, this isn't the worst thing in the world. I know there are definitely in-laws who do worse things. There's no such thing as a free anything. Yeah. So, because think about it. Is it bothering you so much to the point where you don't want to accept the money anymore? Right. Until you get to that, that point. Because it, it might. And yeah. at that point, you do what's best for you and your family. But until that point, like, ride that gravy train. Totally. Send those, send those emojis. Ha ha ha. New couch. Cry, send cry. a pic of you on the couch. Thanks, Gran. Love the couch. <laughs> it's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's not. And nothing in life is just, like, perfect and easy. And if this is what's going on, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. 
This is another uh, third and final submission that's also finance, and I thought it was interesting. Last year, my boyfriend of five years gave me his credit card information. And during my solo trip to Europe this year, I used it without his knowledge to book tours and dinners. I should note, he is a millionaire. Okay. Love that for you. It sounds like one of my novels. <laughs> I later went too far by booking a flight, resulting in his team reporting fraud to the bank. Should I confess or continue without admitting my actions? I'm seeking advice on how to handle the situation. The thing is, I'm like all for like running a man for every penny he has. But like this, like Loki is stealing. Like he gave you his credit card information out of the goodness of his heart. And like you a year later using it for something that you, he, that he, you just didn't even run by him. Like it's not cool. No, it's not Dealing. Like the question is, should you be honest that, oh, that wasn't fraud, that was me, but it might jeopardize your use of the card or continue on your merry way. And there's I other mean, charges, like his team sees those other things. So like there's an awareness that you're using the card. Is there? Because he gave it to her a year ago and she used it when he gave it to her and now a year later used it on her trip. No, but I think, yeah, but the, just the one thing got flagged. Yeah, the book tour, the the tours and the dinners went unnoticed by his team. Yeah. So his team could think, like, he's going to dinner. But I guess the flight, maybe she flew herself first class, I think was a little too much. And that they reported to the bank as fraud. I think that you should be honest. One, so that he doesn't, like, go and change all of his cards. But also, like, so that he knows that you're using his card and you want to feel good about it. Like, you don't no, want to feel... Obviously He's generous. So why don't you just like learn what, what's okay and what's not okay? Yeah, learn where the limit is. Yeah, like learn. Because, you know, you used it last year and then you waited a whole year. Maybe he's okay with you like going out to dinner with your friends and using it. Like let what, what are his limitations? Also, you don't want to run this man dry. Like maybe he doesn't have as much money as you think he does. Like find out what he's comfortable with. Like this was long overdue. You, when he gave you the information, you should have had a conversation about what exactly you're allowed to do with it. Yeah, no, but you could also trial, find out, trial, uh, Trial by fire. Yeah, learn on the job. I think yeah. that if you want the relationship to be successful, like you have to be honest and like you can't have this much like deception and you aren't trying to like swindle him. So you should tell him, oh, that wasn't fraud. That was me. See his reaction. No, and you do want this relationship to be successful. He's a millionaire. And it's you've been together five years, so you should have honesty. Yeah, and I, I, I think you'll be more surprised with his generosity if you're honest like getting caught in the lie like that's gonna make him like be yeah. like Ooh. icky she's you using just me being, yeah but you just being totally upfront be like no I used the credit card you gave me last year what's the problem like you being more upfront about it will make you look more normal first of all and yeah. second of all I do think you'll end up with more money from him I, I think do. it will engender trust I agree good but getting caught in a lie about money you're in trouble yeah no it's a bad path to go down where you're just like being shady with someone else's money like and this is the person that you love don't do it don't do it. Don't drop the ball here. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for you. Don't sign a prenup. So that's our show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. I know I did. I did as well. Tomorrow, Jax and I are back. Same old thing. Even though t today's Friday. But then for the real Friday of this week, we will be audio only because I'm headed to Fort Worth for the rodeo. Good times. So I will be podcasting from Fort Worth. Great. So audio only. Just wanted to remind everyone of that. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, Public Media, iRadio, Castbox, all the places, maybe the podcast, find us Leave a five star review about a beautiful setting and wickedly talented we are. Love you. Have a great day. Bye.